Good morning, USA. Your voice is still gone. It's still gone, man. Good morning, Eek. Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. It's Thursday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. You sound a mess. I got to get it together. You know, I got to warm my voice tea. up. Now, I'm not drinking that tea again, man. After I warm my voice up in 15, 20 tea. minutes, it, it, it usually does me pretty good. What's going on, Yee? Uh, nothing. How are you feeling? I am great. I've been running around. My goddaughter's been staying with me this week, so it's a lot of activity trying to make sure that she's entertained. Now, how but old is she? She's 17? Yeah, she's going to college this year, so. You don't know her age, then? She's either 17 or 18. <laughs> how old is I she? She's, she's going 18. to college. You don't know her age. Well, I mean, it's either 17 or 18. She's 17 or 18. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, if she ain't doing nothing, she make her hang out with Madison. You know, Madison is a... Uh, 17, she'll be 18 in another uh, two months, and she got a car, and she they riding around and just chill. So they can ride around and get it? They ride around and get it. Yeah, I feel bad because she's been coming with me everywhere to work, and yesterday was a full jam-packed day. Mm-hmm. Then she was exhausted by the time it was like 8 o'clock. Oh, okay. That's she, good. And then like, you know, we got to get up early again in the morning. She's here again? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. What? Oh, she... you're really working her then. <laughs> she's really working. This ain't no vacation where she's chilling. She's working. Yeah, today's a full day as well. So what did you do yesterday? I did absolutely, positively nothing. My son is in uh, football. Football started for him, so taking him to practice. My daughter's in swimming, so taking her to swimming. My other daughter's in piano, so taking her to piano. So it's just daddy daycare. Okay. That's what it's been, daddy daycare. But it's, it's fun. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy I enjoy seeing my kids have fun. Like, my son loves school now, so it's good. He loves getting up. He loves going to camp. He loves learning. He loves education, so that's great. And I just, you talking about uh, Logan? Yeah, Logan. Logan looks like he could whip your ass. I know. I've been back in the gym just because of that, because I was like, if he tests me right now, he might be able to get a two-piece off. But I was like, nah. And I you got to stop getting in the pool with your shirt on. It's a, a swim shirt. <laughs> It's what is what they use. Because I feel like don't take a picture then. If you but you can't keep getting in the water with your shirt. It's on. a swim shirt. I do, I, it looked like a black t-shirt. I go scuba diving, and after I go scuba diving, I take pictures. <laughs> it's a swim shirt. What's wrong with wearing a swim shirt? <laughs> it, it protects you when you're swimming in the, in the protects ocean. Protects you from what? All the coral. You're the only one that had a shirt on. <laughs> I'm the only one that that's protection. It's just kind of, <laughs> it's like when Jay Z rides a jet ski and he wears a helmet. Does anybody say why is Jay wearing a helmet? He wants to protect yeah, himself. Yeah, they did. Oh. Well, I don't blame him. He wants to protect himself. <laughs> and I right. want to protect myself. Is that okay with you? Yeah, go. I was just asking a question. I'm it looks like a t-shirt. No, it's not a t-shirt. It's a swim shirt. All right. It sticks to the body so when you swim and you don't get uh, hurt by the coral Can a t-shirt do the same thing? A t-shirt will not stick to the body and it's <laughs> different. Totally different. You're not going to body shame me. I don't have my summer body I'm not body, body ready. shaming I'm you. I'm getting I'm my winter saying. body ready. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right. Dapper Dan will be joining us this morning. Maybe he can make you a swim shirt, a Gucci swim shirt. <laughs> a Gucci swim shirt. So we'll kick it with Dapper Dan. Of course, Dapper Dan is a Harlem OG legend, fashion icon, stylist icon. I know you've seen him, so we'll kick it with uh, Dapper Dan in a little bit. And happy birthday to little Kim. Today's little Kim's birthday. Yeah. What? What? That's your, that's your best Kim. Well, I wanted you to do the next line. Nope. 
Definitely not doing that. <laughs> let's get the show cracking. Front page news, what are we talking about? <laughs> well, let's talk about New Orleans because New Orleans is in a state of emergency right we now. We just left. I know, we did. Damn it, man. All right, so we'll start that with that. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Get your ass up. EJ, MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Where Club. Where is Charlemagne? You know, he said he doesn't start to 606, so he's officially a minute late. Okay. He's on his new time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But well, let's get into some front page news. Where are we starting? Well, if you're excited for Prime Day, uh, could be some issues because some Amazon warehouse workers are planning to strike next week. And that is one of the largest sales events of the year for Amazon. So if you're trying to get some items, I don't know what's going to happen. But they're saying that the work conditions at the fulfillment centers for Amazon are pretty bad. And Really? Yeah. Most people that work at Amazon say they love it. And they get all type of stock options. They love where they work. Well, these are people who work in the warehouse, so I don't know if they have different work conditions, but... Mm. And you can imagine with Prime Day how much uh, pressure there is for that, to get those one-day shipping out to Prime customers. Absolutely. They said there's a lot of pressure on that particular day, so... Okay. Yeah. All right. And now let's talk about ICE. They said that there's going to be some raids happening, and that is going to start on Sunday. They said that's absolutely going to happen. There's approximately a million people in the country with removal orders, and ICE... Uh, they said is going to start removing people and arresting and deporting families with court-ordered removal. So let me ask you a question: Why are they tell them? Well, they're going to inform people that they're going to do raids on Sunday. Because if I'm, if it I knew I was on here, Sunday. I knew I was here legally. Sunday, I would be out of here. I would be in a different address, a different place. You know, you're going to tell me you're going to raid? I don't know, but that's a scary thing if you're here and you haven't gotten your paperwork together. Correct. And to know that you could be deported if you've been here since you were young. If, mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know what's going to happen. And you know what else is bad? Sometimes they stop people that really are citizens mm-hmm. and they get detained as well. So imagine they just come up to you and they want to see your paperwork and what if you don't have it on you? Did I tell you the story when I came back from the DR and they thought I was trying to sneak in and they pulled me to the side and they were talking Spanish to me and I was like, I don't speak Spanish. I'm American. I'm English. I don't, I don't, I'm not Spanish. And they kept doing it for like 30 minutes. And they really thought you I was sneaking something story in. Before. And it was going through my bags. They took the soles out so, my sneakers. They thought I was sneaking in drugs. It was crazy. And I bet you were really upset about it. I was attitudinal like a mo effer. So imagine how many people are going to hey, be upset about Charlemagne. that. Now, I'm sure you saw this I'm on happy. the news, but an armored truck door flew open in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And people were scrambling to get that money. It was about $175,000. They estimate that ended up flying out of the truck. Now, cops want you to know that is still theft. It's against the law to steal. It is against take that the law. Money. So they said some people are returning the money, but a bunch of vehicles did stop. Would you stop? No, I don't see how that's considered stealing. I think that's it's not yours. I think that's finders keepers. No, it's not if yours. If an armored truck is driving and the stupid person that uh, protects the armored truck didn't lock the door and the money falls out, then it belongs to the people. No, the stupid thing is why are people taping it? Like, why are you now, taping it and showing everybody picking up the money the in same, yourself? Like, same, that is dumb. Uh, the same reason we tape everything. Like, that is dumb. It. Like, because if there was no film, you couldn't arrest anybody. So if you grab that money, would you return it? Me? Yeah, knowing that you could be on camera somewhere. If I knew I wasn't on camera, there's... You don't know that. Shouldn't they provide a reward for returning it? There you go. They should provide a reward for returning there it. There you go. All right, now millions of people are under a flood risk, as you know. I'm sure you've seen the video from New Orleans, and like you said, we were mm-hmm. just there. So more than 4 million people are under flash flood watches from uh, Louisiana to Florida. And they're saying if these winds reach 39 miles per hour, it can be tropical, a tropical storm, Tropical Storm Barry. And it could intensify into a Category 1 hurricane that could happen by late tomorrow. So uh, it looks pretty bad in New Orleans from the video footage that we've seen. And it like you horrible. said... 
It was just Essence Festival. There's a lot mm-hmm. of activity going on out there, so really bad situation. These storms ain't no joke. I kept I heard about something called a microburst. Uh, there was one in my hometown of Monk's Corner a couple weeks ago, and they thought it was a tornado, but it's not. So it's like heavy winds, uh, heavy rain, but it has the power of a tornado. So it mm. tore roofs off and stuff. Uh, ruined a couple of businesses. I never even heard of that before. Well, potentially the worst is yet to come, like you said, because if this intensifies into a hurricane, and they're saying there could be 10 to 15 inches of rain within wow. 24 hours between Friday and Saturday, right now in Louisiana, there is a state of emergency. Wow. All right. Well, pray for New Orleans, man. All right. Well, that's front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, horrible night, or maybe you feel blessed and you want to spread some positivity. 800-585-1051. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Miss Parker calling from Cleveland, Ohio. What's up, brother? Get it off your chest. Well, this is Miss Parker calling from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh. Hey, Miss Parker. I'm sorry, Miss Parker. Hey, Miss Parker. All right. Yeah, uh, good morning. As always, Eesh. I first give honor to God and thank him for his many blessings and thank him for allowing us to wake up this morning, another chance to walk in his way. Amen. Yes, sir. I want to say, uh, yes, ma'am. I have to say thank you all for allowing me to speak to you all. I appreciate you all. It's great. But one thing I got to say is, the, the, the frequency here in Cleveland is terrible. Mm. We, it's statically on the radios around here. Like, they don't like y'all station or something. Like, they're trying to hate on y'all. Y'all need to work it out. Well, right. It's probably the transmitter, sir. Well, I'm not a sir, Charlamagne. I can't understand. I'm a female, but that's, that's all right. Woman. My voice might be deeper than yours. Don't worry about it. Oh, is. I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to disrespect yes, you. Ma'am. That's all right. Girl, I get you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now you're getting in on the joke. See what I'm saying? We out here doing things out here. Y'all need to come down to Cleveland and, and see what we doing out here. I got to tell y'all, we love y'all. It's real nice to see y'all doing what y'all doing. And I'm proud of all of y'all. And, and I thank y'all for letting me be on the radio this morning. Y'all have a blessed day. I got to get to work. All right. So y'all have a good day. All you right? have a great love day you. as well. Love you too, my brother. Miss. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, what's up, bro? Hey, this is Steven. Calling from uh, Georgia. Just got back to work. I had a family reunion this weekend, so... And I'm feeling really good. Glad to see my people. I want to say I'm positive vibes to everybody. Okay. okay. Thank you. Thank you. Positive vibes. That, that was yeah, a Send out those positive vibes. Hello, who's this? Jessica, good morning. Hey, Jessica. Get it off your chest. Okay, so y'all was just talking about the uh, raids that ISIS getting ready to do. You know, in the, in the sense, if they wanted to pick you up and you was a Mexican, that's racial profile and another way to snatch us up from being uh, a person of color. If they really want to go there. Your phone sounds crazy. We ain't hear a word that you said, Mama. I heard her. Oh, you heard her? Yeah, she's saying it's racial profiling with ICE going to pick people up if you're if they just think you're Mexican that and they think you're here illegally. Okay, yeah. They don't just pick you up because they think you're Mexican, though. They pick you up because they've done some type of background check that says you're here illegally. But they do raids, so it's hard to. Yeah, know but they're not just doing they're businesses. not just doing raids on random places. They're doing raids on people where they, where they think they, they do raids on places where they think illegal immigrants are. See, right, and then they have to stop Jessica? everybody because I'm sure it's all mixed together. They're doing more research than that. Charlamagne. Yes, ma'am. People are everywhere. All different yes. colors. We everywhere. So you know, you'll be talking about it next week. Watch. Hold on. So you'll you hold, so, hold on. So, hold on. So you think the ICE immigrants are just running up in random places and throwing bl- brown people on the ground? That's what you think. You mean ICE agents? ICE agents. I'm saying that they are going to come after illegal immigrants, but I would not be surprised 
if other minorities are afflicted by this as well. It, it gives them a lot of power and authority to stop anybody. Mm-hmm. No. I love you guys. Works. I listen to y'all every morning as soon as I get up. Reference for the third shifters. Well, we love you back. All right. Y'all have a good day. You, you too, too. Now. Hazel. Yes. Hi, DJ Envy. Hey, Hazel. Y'all get it off your chest. Hey. Um, and also, Angela Yee. I love you, Angela Yee. You I represent so well. Um, love you I too, love you. I watch y'all every day on Revolt before I go to work. But I wanted to talk about Charlemagne for a minute. I appreciate the fact that you want to do the black men don't cheat and you want to break that stigma. But I also need you to be on time because we have CP time stigma, Mm. where they call it color people time because we're always late. Why are you always late? I need you to be on time with that same energy. Well, well, let's talk Uh, about CP time. time. Let's talk about CP time. You know you know what CP stands for? Charlemagne's paperwork. And in my paperwork, <laughs> no. it says that I can get here at no. 605. I All understand right. you guys like that, but I need you to get... I, I hate that stigma on black people that were always mm-hmm. late. And you are always late. Angela, he is there. Even when she's over the phone or remote, she's on time. So, you know, Charlemagne... Oh, you ain't gonna hey, say I'm here? You know what I hate, Queen? Here. I did 100 miles an hour to get here on time. Queen, listen, I'm gonna tell you I mean, what I hate. I hate when black people don't listen. My contract says 605. How many times do I got to tell y'all this? Well, you got here at 606, so I'll, it was a minute late. I was a minute late today. You were a minute late? Okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Do that if you want. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, my name is James. Hey, what's up, James? Get it off your chest, man. Uh, I'm just feeling real blessed today uh, for some reason. I stay and three great kids. Just got a really good job and just got approved for my first mortgage. So. Congratulations, man. Yeah, that's man. amazing. Congratulations. What a great feeling. Where you from? I mean, I mean, uh, Aiken, South Carolina. Okay. Well, congratulations, and, uh, I mean, man. Yeah, last, this time last year, I never approved for a mortgage. I've been working hard, and it finally happened for me, so I'm happy. Well, take it, take your time. Find a home that you love, and congrats, man. Enjoy it. Thank you. Thank you. All bro. Hello, who's this? Anthony. Anthony, you got a joke hey, for uh, us this morning? That's what that's what you're calling for? Yeah, I got a joke. I think I'm pretty sure you and Charlamagne would uh, appreciate this. Uh-oh. Nope. No, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to laugh because you think uh, I'm going to laugh. Good morning, Charlamagne. What's the joke? Go ahead, bro. What sound does a gay refrigerator make? What sound does a gay refrigerator make? I like, okay, I like this one already. I don't know where the punchline's going, but it sounds good. I don't know Talk what. to me. It farts when you take the meat out of it. It farts when you take the meat out of it? Yeah. What? I don't get it. Yeah, that was kind of cool. That was awful. Great setup. Yeah, it was kind of Terrible punchline. Yeah, Sorry, man. Great <laughs> setup, though. I was all intrigued. What sound does a gay refrigerator make? Wow. Tony. Yeah. Tony, get it off your chest. Man, play some little Kim, man. That's all I really got to say. It's her birthday. Show some love. That's really all I got to say. Play going delirious, too, because that's my favorite. Dropping the clues bombs oh, for Lil' yes. Kim. We wish Lil' Kim happy birthday first thing this morning, but we definitely will this morning. Shout out to Lil' Kim. Game, happy birthday it. to Kim. Out the game, because you know we do not play. Who does not play? The Beehive. What are you talking about, Charlamagne? You already know. <laughs> the yes. Beehive? The Beyonce Beehive. Beehive is no joke. Shut the <laughs> f*** up. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. Why are you mad at Beyonce's Beehive? It's all cool. We know the difference, and she knows the difference. Okay. Uh, what? Jeez, I think that was a threat, man. Goodness gracious. He can't even say that on the radio. Hello, who's this? 
What's going on? It's Rich Fatherhood. Good morning, Angela Yee. Hey. What up, what up? What's happening, my brother? Get it off your chest. Hey, cool, man. I um, want to spread a little positivity this morning, man. Um, for all the single parents out there, man, I know it's a struggle. Y'all keep it keep it in the road. Hold it down. Hold your head, man. All the single parents out there, man. Check out my brand, Rich Fatherhood, on Instagram and Twitter. All right, bro. You know on Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Ignacio from Houston. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Yo, man, just calling in, you know what I'm saying, saying what's up to everybody, but really to get off my chest, man, I just moved in my new apartment last week, and me and my roommate, man, we trying to scramble for like the past three, four, like three days to come up with like $1,200, man. <laughs> Crazy. Wait, I'll, 1200 I'll pray, I'll pray for you, bro. I thought you were going to say pay for you. No, I said I I'll like, That's pray. Nice. I'll pray. <laughs> Man, man, you talking about praying? I've been praying each and every day, man. Trying what y'all been doing? A wonder, a miracle, something. How you been trying you know, to get I the money, though, besides a miracle? He said praying. That's how. Besides a miracle, you know, I said I got my roommate, my friends been helping me out. But really, just being a, you know, a hustler and stuff, just getting out here in these streets, trying to figure it out, trying to, you know, asking family members. You got a job, bro? You have a job? <laughs> That's the thing. I had a job, but they laid me off. They laid me off at the wrong time, man. Damn. Well, you also, you got to remember, um, faith without works is dead, so it's good that you're praying, but you're actually going out there to put in the work to make some money. And also remember that God may not come when you call, but he's always on time, all right? Also remember that you have to be patient. Patience is a virtue. Oh, give me some more cliches to make them feel better, because <laughs> I'm not giving them no money, all right? <laughs> I told him I prayed for him. Al, what's up, Al? Hey, what's going on, DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God? What up, King? Hey. Yep, she is. Hey, I just want—I just wanted to say, man. I saw that interview last night, man, with you and Don Lemon, man. It, it kind of seemed like they was using you as a tool just to sway votes away from Joe Biden. I don't care uh, whether what, what people use me as because that's my true opinion on Joe Biden. And if you did your research on Joe Biden, you would have that opinion too, my brother. Matter of fact, I want you to go no, look saying, up a good... Saying, it's a good New York Magazine article, and the headline is uh, Black People Love Joe Biden, but will they still love him once they know his record? You should read that. But see, the Republicans are using that because they know that Trump do not want to run against Biden. They'd rather have him, have him run some, against somebody that's, you know, less electable. Let me ask you a question. I mean, let, me, let, me, let me ask you a question. The only, the only reason you feel like uh, everybody else is less electable is because the media is telling you that. Have you done any research to any of the other candidates, whether it's Senator Harris, whether it's Elizabeth Warren, whether it's Bernie Sanders? No, you haven't. You only say it's less electable because the media tells you that. Donald Trump didn't win the election to begin with. Why do we keep acting like there wasn't Russian interference? Why do we keep acting like Hillary Clinton didn't have more, more than four million in the popular vote? You said what? You said what? He said you're doing the Russians' work for him. You're doing the Russians' work for him this time. They did it to Hillary Clinton, and that's how she lost. I mean, that's a fact. So let me ask you a question. I should just ignore a lot of the racist things that Joe Biden has done. That's what you're telling me to do. Uh, your opinion is your opinion, and, you know, honestly, I agree with him, but I think, man, Trump <laughs> is... What? All right. I can't. I can't. Your opinion is your opinion, but I agree with yeah, you. I agree. If you agree with it, then why are you arguing with me? Oh, my so God. Stop, listen, stop letting white media tell you who's electable and who's not electable and do your own damn research, please. And by the way, never once have I said I would not vote for Joe Biden if Joe Biden became the nominee. All I'm saying is that he has a record that needs to be questioned. What's wrong with that? All right, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, yeah, we got rumors on the way? Yeah, since today is Little Kim's birthday, let's start off talking about Little Kim. She was supposed to do a bunch of press and canceled everything. We'll tell you why. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's about time. What's going on? Yo. Yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. 
This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, let's go over the Forbes list of the 100 highest paid entertainers. Now, y'all know who number one is on the list, whether or not you like her. Who's that? And this woman right here, she had the highest grossing tour ever. Taylor Swift. Yep. It grossed over $266 million. Mm -hmm. So she's worth $185 million. She's on the number one on the Forbes list of 100 highest paid entertainers. Oh, congrats to her. She won't miss Mm -hmm. her master's at all, that Scooter Braun now owns. She wants a master's back for her kids, man. She won't miss it. She got money. All right, number two on the list is Kylie Jenner. Number three is Kanye West. Okay. Now, other notable people on that list. Um, Ed Sheeran's at number five. Mm-hmm. They drop on the clues bumps for my guy, Ed Sheeran. We got an interview dropping soon. Dr. Phil is at number nine. Okay. Uh, Canelo Alvarez is at number 10. Howard Stern's at number 12. Russell Wilson, number 14. The Rock is at number 15. LeBron is number 17 on that list. Drop on the clues bumps for Howard Stern, man. That's all radio right there. You got to salute the radio guys getting that kind of money, right? Elton John is at number 19, and Jay-Z's at number 20. Beyonce is also at number 20. They're tied, by the way. Ellen DeGeneres is at number 22. And moving on down the list, uh, Drake is number 25. Oh, the Brooklyn Nets' own Kevin Durant is at number 32. He just got there. Knock it off. He hasn't even put on a jersey yet. He's a, he's on the Brooklyn Nets, though, right? Yes, he is. Okay, he so is. he's the Brooklyn Nets' own Kevin Durant, whether I, or not you like it. Did I make the, did I make the list? Uh, Go further down. No. Look, next okay. page. Oh, yes. Here you are. What number? In ne- at number 1,022. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make that list. Okay. I want to know what Christmas is like in the Kardashian household. There's got to be a lot of pressure for gifts when you got all those rich ass. Nah, but he was house. saying he, he bought his wife stocks. He buys her stocks. He buys her properties. They buy things that are it's like investments. Thoughtful. They buy things that can make them more money. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But that's why got a nice, thoughtful present. That's why they're on the Forbes list. You're right. All right. Ja Rule, he was trying to. With Ja had on the Forbes list, my guy. He was trying to get that fire fraud lawsuit thrown out and get it dismissed, but unfortunately, it is not going to get dismissed. Now, the judge did agree that several of the fraudulent social media posts could not be attributed to him and did not constitute fraud. But, however, the judge did say the case can go forward. That's because Ja Rule tweeted out the day before fire was supposed to begin. The stage is set. In less than 24 hours, the annual, the first annual fire festival begins. Hashtag festival life. Are you ready? I guess not. I guess not. <laughs> Shout out to job, man. All right. And little Kim, as you know, today is her birthday. She canceled, Happy birthday, Kim! She canceled her press appearances, though, and she said that there were some messy reporters. Here's what she had to say on her Instagram Live. One of the reasons it's not happening is because two of the major outlets wanted to be messy. Thursday was supposed to be a big press day for me. I was supposed to do Watch What Happens Live with Andy. The Today Show, the list goes on. But there were a, I want to say maybe two publications, and one of them being Watch What Happens Live Andy. I have a cool relationship with him, which I thought. Kim, mm. that's white press. Why don't you come up here? Come home. Drop on the clues bonds for Lil' Kim. Cancer gang all damn day. Come home, man. Anytime right. you want to. We, we have always had a great relationship. I, Other than you allegedly uh, beating up Charlamagne, we we great. We love <laughs> you. I deserved it. It was a good birthday present for her. <laughs> yeah, you definitely deserved it. Lil' Kim saying? beat you up? Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> but listen, here's the thing that I respect about Kim. Kim grown now. She is. She ain't got time for the nonsense. Nope. Why show up to these places? Because all I'm doing no is helping time. y'all. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Just for y'all to get y'all ratings and get y'all looks. I, it's, it, that, them interviews ain't going to hurt or help Kim in nope. no way, shape, or form. Kim solidified out here. She is. We love you, Kim. Happy birthday. I'm going to go mix be, with Kim. Come on. Be singing with me. Go ahead. Yeah. What? 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 You I used go to be scared. scared of the... Now I throw... 
I'm not going to say the words okay. and then they're going to use it later on. No. Now, Lamar Odom has unfortunately been kicked out of the big three league. They made that announcement. <laughs> for what? Why are you laughing? For what is he kicked out for? Well, I guess he just wasn't ready. They wanted to maximize competition. And um, unfortunately, you know, he just wasn't ready. He was out of shape. Yeah, it's been a tough road. You got to be in shape to, work, to play in the big three? Yes. Oh, okay. And they also said that Baron Davis, Jermaine O'Neal, and Bonzi Wells are deactivated for the remainder of the season. They kicked them out, too. I saw Baron Davis say he wasn't playing no more. Why? I don't know. He just said he's no longer playing in the Big Three. I saw him post that on. I saw that on Instagram. No, they take it. Those players take it serious. Like, well, they should. It's a real game. They act real... like they're in the NBA. Like if you're not really ready, 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 like they take it in serious. Yeah, it's not a joke. And you nope. can get injured. Absolutely. Or injure somebody else if you're not ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't even realize that today is the seven year anniversary of the Can I Get It Drop. That was Lil Kim's birthday. Yes, he did yeah, it on yeah, birthday yeah, allegedly. Yeah. Round of applause to the. Uh, can I get a drop, guys? A lot of people that don't know what's going on. One day, just joining the Breakfast Club, uh, I was walking into the building one day, and uh, somebody rolled up on me with a camera, and they asked me for a drop, and I didn't give them the drop. And then somebody punched me in the back of my head, and mm-hmm. then I took off running, and then I looked behind me, and it was three or four guys, so I ran a little faster. He ran, we ran pretty fast. So we what does it have to do fast. with Little Kim? Because it happened on her birthday. Pay attention. It, it happened, happened on her birthday. birthday. And people, and Allegedly, if, you listen, to, if you listen to the video, somebody in the video says, um, say something about Lil something Kim again. again. Yeah, but you, but you couldn't make it out. So uh, it was a birthday present for Lil' Kim, and she deserved it. Oh, okay. But we're all in a great place now. Shout out to Kim. That's right. Wow. It happens like that sometimes. <laughs> you can't just go around saying what you want to say about people and then expect not expect not to get repercussions and consequences. That's why I don't respect a lot of the media personalities out here, because they just run in their mouth, but then they be behind their cameras. But when you're outside... You might get punched in the face. Once or twice. That's it. It happens to the best of us. Happened to Charlemagne twice. The second guy, Charlemagne, held his own. I no, 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 no. Don't say I held his own. T- say what I did. I washed his ass. <laughs> All right, you whooped right? his ass. Left you him, left, his left, ass? left him bleeding, left him bleeding. <laughs> he was knocked out for about that, five that's minutes. That's right. He Let's was. not act like it didn't go down. It did go down. But I'm not a tough guy at all. I, I just, was surprised. You know, I just oh, not to defend myself. I walked bit. into that bodega, the guy was still sleeping. I said, <laughs> go ahead, Charlemagne. That's right. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. Then he got up, and me and Charlemagne ran because we didn't know if he had a gun. I didn't know if he had a gun in that. I saw him come back with that bloody mouth. I said, okay, I think he's going to come back shoot. Charlemagne's like, let's go. Let's go. It's time to get out of here. All right. We got to write a book or do a movie or something. I wrote two already. About the Breakfast Club. Got a documentary coming next year, 10 year anniversary. Trust me, I got this. All right. All right. right. Well, front page news is next. What are we talking about? Uh, We are going to talk about these floods, this flooding that's been happening uh, due to these storms in Louisiana. All right. And also, Dapper Dan will be joining us next hour. Hour. So we'll yes. kick it with Dapper Dan. Harlem Snow Legend. Move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where are we starting with Yee? Well, let's talk about these ice raids that are set to happen. Now, according to immigration officials, they say that ice raids are absolutely going to happen and they're supposed to start on Sunday. So they said there's about a million people in the country with removal orders. And that isn't what ICE will go after. And this is a pool. That's the pool of people who have been all the way through the due uh, process chain. And so uh, I don't know what's going to happen. But I know it's very scary for a lot of people that are trying to uh, just perhaps, you know, stay in this country and haven't Mm -hmm. gone through the process they're supposed to. Sometimes the paperwork is messed up. But there's a lot of people that get detained that aren't supposed to be. They did an investigation, and they said that more than 1,480 people were in custody. uh, And then they were released after investigating claims they were U.S. citizens. And some people end up being detained for months or even years while they have to prove their identity. And that's the the thing. You don't know know if you're getting investigated. You don't know if you've been identified. You don't know if you've been identified correctly. Right. 
Right. So it's a scary thing. All right. Now, millions of people are under a flood risk as there is a tropical storm and that could actually intensify into a Category 1 hurricane that could happen by late tomorrow. So right now, the Texas governor, uh, Greg Abbott, has said, begin preparing your property, your supplies, your lines of communication to your family members. Begin preparing to know exactly where you need to go if you need to evacuate in Louisiana. They have already declared a state of emergency and they have asked for residents to have a contingency plan for family and for pets. They said about 10 to 15 inches of rain could fall within 24 hours between Friday and Saturday. And there's also a, a, a huge conference. I know a lot of women went down there. I'm not sure if it was for the Deltas or AKAs. I think it was the Deltas. They said it's one of the biggest conferences down there, so a lot of women touched down there on Monday. So just be careful and be safe, man. We're always praying for New Orleans, Louisiana. All right, now, this happened in Atlanta. An armored truck door flew open, and there were hundreds of thousands of dollars on the highway. They said about $175,000. That's what authorities believe ended up flying out. And, of course, if you went out to take that money, because who wouldn't want to run out and grab some free money? It's a lot of temptation. They said that is theft. So if you don't return that money, then you are perhaps going to be charged with a felony or a misdemeanor, depending on how much money you did take. So cops have said that people are returning the money. They said, we understand it was a bizarre occurrence, but do the right thing and return that money. I don't like that, because I feel like that's a way to kind of like, like, like lock up poor people, you know what I'm saying? What? Because uh, Seriously, because if you ain't need some money and you see a truck fly open with some money, you're going to rush to I'm grab sure that money. I'm sure some rich people went and, 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 and grab that money, It's not just poor too. people that went and grabbed that I'm money. I'm just saying, who you think is going to first, my, first, if you're driving, you going to stop to grab the money? I think anybody yes. probably I would. wouldn't. I would. I wouldn't, but I'm sure that there's some people in need. First instinct who, is to stop and, and grab the money. No. I see some nice cars stopping. If you need it, for people to grab that money, I, people would grab money anyway. I just think that's I just think that's a way to lock people up for no reason. Like you shouldn't be arrested. That shouldn't be considered theft. Like what would you do if it was money falling from the sky? Grab well, it. It, exactly. flew, it flew out of an armored truck. You can see the truck, so you already know. I don't it. care. That ain't my problem. But if you don't want to go to jail, just return the money. What if it wasn't an armored truck? And how do they know how much you took? Because yeah, you could, you could, you that's could what take I don't ten thousand, but like, no, I'm, I'm returning two hundred. I don't know how there's any way to even really know. There's no way. What if it wasn't an armored truck? What if it was a regular vehicle? And money just was flying out. And you grabbed it. I'll be like, excuse me, sir, your check's open and money flew out. Yeah. Right. Here it is. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I believe in karma. All right. Well, that, that, might is your... a, that might be your blessing. What if you was what if you that guy that called up here this morning praying for, you know, uh, <laughs> your, rent. your rent money. You're right. And then you driving and then all of a sudden two thousand dollars just slaps you on the windshield. Like I was praying for this. And not for nothing, nobody really loses. They have insurance, so the insurance company will take care of it. And most of us pay insurance for years and never get into a problem, so if that's, somebody lost kind their, of if somebody lost their wallet and there was two thousand dollars inside, let's say, would that's you different. return it? Yeah, that's if they different. had their ID and everything. And in say there, their yeah. ID's not in there, and then they're like, that's, I, that's a totally different scenario. That's what different. we're talking about. Though. That's different. Armor truck is, is a business. They got some insurance. Some people might be like, that's a blessing. I just found two thousand dollars. People if, don't have no. personal insurance on their wallet. And yeah, and not if somebody's ID is in there and you knows exactly who it is. Like no. And I want to I want to say uh, salute to a brother named Supreme. Um, he's in the tombs right now. He's locked up. He's uh, Miss Anita's nephew. Okay. Okay. And I know that you aren't in the most ideal circumstances, but you have people like Miss Anita praying for you, and she is a prayer warrior. So when you get home, you better make your people proud, Supreme. Okay. Supreme in the tombs. All right. Yes. All right. Now when we come back, Dapper Dan will be joining us. The OG, the legend, mm -hmm. a fashion icon. He's a uh, He's known for so many different things. Uh, if you go back into history and you see some of your favorite artists wearing those Gucci outfits, those Louis Vuitton outfits, them MCM outfits, nine times out of ten, Dapper Dan created it or had something to do with it. So we'll talk to Dapper Dan when we come back. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. 
DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. One of the flyest just people I know. Yes, indeed. OG <laughs> legend, Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan. Welcome. Let me tell you Bro. something, man. Uh, your book is amazing, but it's going to make it an even better movie. Amazing, man. I look around. I came in here and looked around, man. First thing came to my mind was Juicy. Never thought hip-hop would take this far. Wow. When I started out, Andre Harrell had a little office in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And Puffy was uh, like an intern there. Mm -hmm. To see where this has come today, man, is amazing. Where we and are. people say that about you. With, and without even knowing your whole entire story, and this book really details a lot of things that we didn't know Correct. about the legend of Dapper Dan. Yeah, I can't believe you alive, my brother. I, I can't either. <laughs> how did you survive New York in the 70s and 80s? You know, um, I just, like, kept switching lanes, man. A sad thing that happened, like, when what happened with Nipsey, mm -hmm. I learned early on that a lot of young guys don't know. The streets will implode on you mm. if you don't understand them. You cannot be in it and not of it. Yeah. When you walk away from the streets, you got to break clean. Or You got to break clean. You just can't have no contact. You got to reflect for a while. And so that's what happened to me. They tried to kidnap me, got shot, still got the bullet in the neck, you know? Why don't we start from the beginning? Because a lot of people might not know. They hear the name Dapper Dan, they see the face, but they don't know what you've done. So how did you get started? We was, like, so poor, you know what I mean? We used to steal food from supermarkets, man. It was just have holes in our shoes. That whole experience, man, set the stage for how we would think. The major difference came when in 1967. Me and all my brothers got busted selling drugs, and on June 19, 1967, I got out September 27, 1967, and one of the brothers in there who was locked up with me is one of the alleged shooters that killed Malcolm. Mm -hmm. And I saw the respect that he had, man. I said, I might go back to jail again, but I'm never going back like this mm -hmm. as a drug dealer. So I walked away from 1967. I went back to high school at 23 years old. Mm. And I said, I needed to find out who I was. They let you back in high school at, at 23? 23? 23. Street academies. It was a three-part program. You go there to the street academy, mm -hmm. go from street academy, academy in transition, then you get a scholarship to go to prep school, I went to that, mm -hmm. and then you get a scholarship to go to college. So it was like a seven-year process of me leaving the street before I came back. But the, the serious thing that changed my mind the most, like, is four day boys, and I'm the youngest, right? And we all got busted, and we in the jail at the same time. They called me out the bullpen, and then they pulled me back in. I'm like 19, 20, right? So when I got back in the cell, I asked my brother, I said, what was that? He said, that's the snitch behind the door that's telling on us. And I come to find out the guy who told on us was the guy who told us how to hustle. And I told my brothers wow. from that moment on, I said, I'm done with that. Hold on, you, you, said, you said the guy that killed Malcolm The guy? Lewis? Yeah, that's one the, the one who... He maintains who, his innocence, though, that, right? He said he didn't. Alleged, yeah. Right. One, yeah. But you said he got respect in jail? Crazy respect. For Why? At that time, Nation Islam was really powerful, and with a lot of elements in the street, mm -hmm. Malcolm was considered a traitor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, follow yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, We're talking yeah, yeah. 1968. Right. Martin Luther King was considered a coon, a coon and an Uncle, Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom, yeah. What changed the trajectory of how you got, your generation thinks about him is what they did after that. When they both went global. How did the drug game help and hurt the business of Dapper Dan? Um, the crack epidemic created a cash flow in the street. Middle-class blacks would not buy from me. The most revolutionary element that you found in the street that didn't care about what people think 
was the Yankees. Long as it looked nice, mm -hmm. they would buy it. And you have to remember, I was doing luxury goods, so they was the only one that had the money that could spend on it, what I was doing. When you started doing the clothing and, and it was on all the artists and all the celebrities and, and the drug dealers, and they sent that cease and desist and shut your store down, how did you survive after that? Well, here's what I did. At the height of my business, I had gangsters coming from all over the country. So when they shut me down, I went underground. I would hit, I would make clothes in the underground and hit every black city from New York to Chicago because all the gangsters, I knew all the key, key gangsters in them mm -hmm. cities, so it wasn't no problem. And that's how I, I, I sustained myself for 20 years, man. But now, when I went to Africa, I saw a lot of different things. At one time, I, I thought I had it. How did that change you? You went in 68, right? How old were you then? 68 was like, oh, 23. And you went to Ghana? No, I went to Ghana, Tanzania, Ethiopia, Sudan, Egypt, Damn. Liberia, Nigeria. We just did, we just lived with families. It was a living. So what did you learn from that trip? Oh, man. Um, there's certain things I learned from that trip that's instrumental in helping me to do what I'm doing now. And let me talk about that. When I was staying in Kenya, Jomi Kenyatta was the president then. But one of the most important things that he did that I learned from that trip is that even today, the economy is controlled by people from outside, basically Indians, right? So what Joe McKenyatta did, he said, every business here has to have an indigenous Kenyan as a partner. And then after five years, he said, okay, y'all cannot be in this sector of the business. Now, in contrast to that, we was in Uganda, and remember, Idi Amin took over in Uganda. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when Idi Amin took over in Uganda, he kicked out all the Indians, and the economy collapsed. So... When you look at how we make progress, we make progress through how we learn. But mm -hmm. we have to get inside to learn, mm -hmm. which, is, which is important to, you know, my relationship with Gucci, right? When you see the relationship with Gucci, I learned from Jomo Kenyatta that we have to be inside. We have to make sure we learn about the dynamics of these businesses so we can later run these businesses and these businesses will be able to sustain itself. Okay, when they ran me underground and all the black brands came about, they all collapsed. Why we don't have no black brands today? I want Because know we didn't we didn't get inside. We didn't understand <clears throat> what it meant to be inside. So you gotta be in these fashion houses to learn how to build exactly. them. Exactly. All right, we got more with Dapper Dan. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have OG legend Dapper Dan in the building. Charlemagne? So what are some of the mistakes that the black brands made? The mistake we made is none of the brands was a luxury brand. So you can't... None of the black brands. Yeah, all the black mm -hmm. brands. None of them was a luxury brand. But how do we create luxury, though? Luxury only becomes comes from the value that we put on it, right? Good, good pleasure. No, no, no. Luxury comes from us having the money to buy luxury. That's the okay. only way we can get luxury, right? Mm -hmm. But we don't we don't generate that kind of money here. Now, with my partnership with Gucci, I'm selling out in Japan. I'm selling out in Asia. I'm selling out in all those places where our culture is very powerful. Mm -hmm. So if we want if we want a luxury brand, we have to have a distribution. That's powerful enough that we can get our brand in those countries. But what about all those drug dealers or rappers or whoever can afford, they can afford the fashion, the high fashion stuff, so why can't the black stuff have the same type of value? No, there's not enough of them. <laughs> you know, the, He's trying to be international. He's no, talking, I'm talking about around I'm the talking world. I'm talking international now. And distribution even yeah, to get into those locations yeah, it's the in same. other countries. Exactly. I'm just trying to figure out why we put more value on that stuff than we do our own stuff. That's what I'm trying to figure out. Well, that's an individual choice. But I'm not going after what we buy. 
I'm going after, this is what, our market, who we are, is our culture. I'm not going to argue with black people in Harlem or in the United States about whether you want to buy luxury or not or put your money in my, No. If our culture is so powerful and it's selling around the world and somebody else is selling it, I want to get to where they selling it at. Do you follow me? These major brands, there's no secret. You, when you look like, who are the influencers? We are the influencers. Our culture. Yes, and we, right? And, we, and our, our ability to influence is going all around the world. I'm not concentrating on just getting this black money here. Why well, I can't get that global money if I got that global culture but going on? You're right, but with your voice, right? Don't you think you could have made a Sean John, a Fat Farm, or any black brand just as cool and popping as you did the Gucci's and the Louis? Because that was only cool because dudes in the hood was wearing it. But you don't understand what I'm saying. Malcolm thought global. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Martin thought global. I'm thinking global. I'm not thinking about this here. You know, they catered to right here. I don't want to do that. Right, he's saying this is an established brand already. I want to go global, So man. go into the established global brand, learn from that, and then you can establish your own global well, Malcolm brand. Malcolm and Martin weren't global brands. They were they were brands that were started right here in America. But they took them once they got their foothold, like I got their foothold, then you go global. You can't go global till you get a foothold. So they but, had a foothold. But did you get your foothold through the streets? Yeah, I got my foothold through the streets. So once you get your foothold through the streets, then you could you had the potential to take no, any of I those brands global because you're dapper then. I didn't have yeah, but I didn't have the distribution or the money. If if we had if we had a sustainable economy among people of color, black people that can support a luxury brand, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have to be here. See, I, th I think the problem is I, I think we make hot and we like what other people can't have, right? So it's like that's why a lot of us buy Gucci, buy Louis Vuitton, buy Chanel, buy those things because it's things that's limited. It's not too much of it. And But we do that with places where a lot of times don't necessarily want to f*** with us. You know, we go into these stores, they still follow us around the stores. But a lot of times we're the ones that's buying it and making it hot. Gucci, Louis, and all that, you are the one that you you are the one that made it hot. Yes. Yeah. Like, like yeah, you know, yeah, you, and you know what? Garment bag yeah, where yeah. the world wanted to wear it, where they took it and Gucci recreated an outfit that you did years ago. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I get, he's saying like, why don't we create our own brands where we don't have to ask Louis for anything? And I'm saying we anything. could have made any black brand just as powerful and as okay. we no, made. No, no. See, Gucci and you Louis. know what? So if we start out right now. Start from the bottom, like you're telling these young people to start from the bottom and build your brand. By that time, hip hop done morphed into a, another cultural brand. You know, you got we got Asians that do hip hop and do break dances like us. So once our culture, because of cultural inertia, once it circles the planet, we only get a certain amount of time, and it's speeding up at the, you know, social media is speeding it up. So our base is our culture. And if we don't get a chance to take advantage of our culture right away, then we have to wait till the next cultural revolution. You know, you're, you're sitting right up in here. I saw this before it was happening. You, this ain't going to go on forever. You're going to have to transform into the next stage. Correct. And while you That's transform it, and, and, and these other guys are starting from the bottom. Do you understand what I'm saying? Okay, look. Look at the brands. When the black brands came out, they didn't, they didn't have the knowledge that they needed to to grow. But hip-hop did, so hip-hop kept growing, and they stood still and died. We can't have that happen again. So how do we keep that from happening again? Y'all had to get, everybody in, the, in, in music had to get with a major distributor. What's the difference? 
What's the difference between I, a musical major distributor and somebody over here getting a, a, a clothing distributor until we powerful? Right, right. They I made think billions I, no, and no. gave us scraps I think until we figured it out and then created our own lanes. Think, and that's what we're doing again. But I think the difference... And is, that's, that's exactly the point. We got to step in and figure it out. But you got in to figure it out. I, I agree with you, but I think mm -hmm. the one fundamental difference will always be that we'll always look at the Gucci's, the Louis, the Fendi's as more value than anything that a black designer creates. Because we give it that. We think white ice is cold. We give it that. Are that's people not, love, that's people not... love Off-White now, and that's doing really well at a Pierre Moss. And I think there's brands by black designers that are on the rise. Yeah, exactly. but we still, we still applauded Virgil Moore when he got with whatever Louis company Vuitton. he worked with, Louis really? Vuitton. But he got we... that because of Off-White. Yeah, but because we still applaud well that, that move more than we applaud a black guy owning this brand Off-White. What black guy owns a big brand? He's the only one I know. Do he own that? Oh, I don't know. We need to do our homework. We did. This is the kind of questions we need to ask. We need to ask, do we own this? Mm -hmm. Don't let me go into false bias. We need to ask, let's talk do about we own this? My brother, let's <laughs> no, talk about I ain't gonna it. Tell you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to let y'all do your homework. You know, we need, to, so, we need to know who owns what. First of all, once we do the homework, then we can have intelligent conversation. Yeah, I don't, don't want to call people out. I want to switch gears a little bit. You, you did get sued by several major designers, and this is way before the social media era. How did they know you were doing what you were doing? Because of the hip-hop artists, you know? Mm -hmm. yes. First the gangsters, then the hip-hop artists, you know? Gangsters go to every major event. People see them popping up. <laughs> Let me tell you a funny thing, right? Monica, uh, LL's cool, LL Cool J's uh, stylist, mm -hmm. you know, and she used to go get um, loans from clothes from down Gucci, right? And Monica went down to Gucci to get a loan from her, and everybody down at the Gucci store at this time, way back in, you know, early 90s, and they're asking, they say, people just keep coming in here asking for outfits that they see rappers with. Mm hmm that Dabba Dan made thinking that we got them. So that's how it spread through it spreads through that way, you know? And so, that was considered counterfeiting. That's how the shop got shut down. Oh, uh, I don't like the word counterfeiting. I get that, but I'm saying using their logo. Trademark infringement. Trademark. Okay. That's, yeah, right, that's what it was. It's trademark infringement. I don't consider that's what I do. I didn't do knockoffs. Like I told you, I do knockoffs. All right, we got more with Dapper Dan when we come back. You know, he's a Harlem legend. So let's get into a Harlem mini mix. Dapper Dan is here. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was a Harlem mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have OG Dapper Dan in the building. How did Gucci reach out to you? How, how did they finally reach out to you? Because, I mean, you know, social media went crazy when they seen your design that they put out. How did they reach out to you and say, hey, good we question? Let me tell you what I did, right? Because you know I'm skeptical. I grew up in a, in a generation and we don't trust nobody. Mm -hmm. When they first reached out to me, you know, uh, as a result of the, the coat, you know mm -hmm. the coat, the famous coat, right? Uh, a number of influential influences was calling and stuff like that, right? And my son, Jelani, said, Dad, you really need to talk to them. I said, talk to them. He said, they serious, right? I said, okay, if they serious, tell them to come to our brownstone in the hallway. And they came. And so now, what do I have to do now? Now I have to find out what is their mindset. They were focused on cultural inclusivity even before this happened. Mm -hmm. When people appropriate our culture, they make mistakes. So my approach to them was like, you got to have us in the room. We got to be a part of this so things like this, they don't happen. So when they reached out to me, let me tell you what was the convincing thing. It's two stories. The first story is like Alexandro the lead designer, the head designer for Gucci, he said, listen, I didn't mean to copy you. I was paying homage to you. I just didn't say it in the beginning, but I thought everybody knew that if I did this here, they would know it was yours. He said, I didn't pay homage to you. 
But this is an interesting thing, and nobody's talking about it. The same time, now, you got to look at how this is developing. When Supreme did the relationship with Louis Vuitton and they had the runway show, they issued a letter for everybody who was at that show on the chair that they would have to sit in, so they have to pick that letter up and sit and say, this whole collection is inspired by Dapper Dan, and nobody said nothing. Really? So Supreme came into existence to recreate what I was doing, but just giving, just letting everybody know so they don't get in trouble. Is that, is that still make it legal? Huh? Just because they let everybody know, that, that makes it okay? No, that don't make it okay. Okay, okay. You know, just, just make it so the publications that deal with that kind of information, it doesn't make news, okay. Everybody got you, got you, you know what I'm saying? So there's nothing fun. But when you do it and you don't say something, it becomes a big that deal. makes news. Y'all so there's nothing financial. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you understand know what I'm saying? There's nothing but financial to me, that comes with that. It's both the same. Right. You follow what I'm saying? Because it's appropriation. But now, here. Mm. So Gucci comes and they says, oh, everybody's paying homage to Dapper Dan, but nobody's paying him. Right. Mm, true. We're gonna change that. We're gonna allow you to do what you've always done in Harlem. And we're going to do a partnership on a line, on the Dapper Dan line, like the stuff he did in the 80s, and you get a percentage of that globally. I could never get that. Where could I get that at? Mm. That's my foothold. Now, if, I don't, if you don't see me doing something in the years ahead with my grandson and my sons and building, you can say Dapper Dan was a deadbeat. Mm. But this is it. I, I don't look to get no credit for what's going on now. But how do you feel now that you're in the door, you're in the meeting with the big wigs and making a difference and bringing us in and now, a lot of people, rappers, and a lot of communities saying, no, we can't wear Gucci anymore. We yeah, thank you. I'm glad you bring that up. That's... Well, oh, wait a minute. They're not saying that for no reason. They're no, saying no, that because they feel like they're Gucci... They're saying that because they don't understand. Well, no, they're saying that because they think Gucci created a product that is blackface. Yeah, that's, that's exactly black, right. Black, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Don't tell me there's any organization in the world that don't have a number of people who are not racist. Mm-hmm. Right? So forget that part. Let's look at the part where what can we get out of this? This would be the first boycott people of color, black people have ever had in America that we get zero results. Well, what, yeah. did, what did Gucci do to fix it? Because, you know, we said we... we they implemented a whole plan. Thank you. They have a, thank you. Yeah. We have a change makers program. I wish everybody go online and just see what they implement. Mm-hmm. But this is what we should be doing, right? Mm-hmm. Look at the change maker program. See if it's something you agree with. And if you agree with it, we're going to run with this and keep running with it. And then you know what we're going to do next? We're taking it to the rest of the brands. Now, not 50 years from now. We take them to the rest of the brands now. I want to ask you a, a direct question about that. We talk, you, You've been talking about it a little bit more, but why do you think we value these high-end fashion designers like the Gucci's and whoever else more than we do black browns, and what can we do to change that? We got a bigger problem than that, man. But I'll, I'll address that, too. What you say, what should we do to change that, presupposes that it needs to be changed. Do you, When you say change, you mean the element of aspiration that makes us want to get expensive things? Is that what you're talking about? Or are you just saying walk away from these expensive brands? Which is, which, which would, what do you I'm mean by that? I'm not saying walk away. I'm saying that it can be some Gucci shades that you're wearing right now yes. on a table. And it could be some shades by a black designer that look the same, same quality, same material, same everything, and the person will pick the Gucci, a black person. Why is that? Because How you do we put the value on our stuff? It's, it's, a, it's what I call the pimp program. You know what I'm saying? When you see a pimp, he all dressed up. He's more attractive. You know, people want what they can't get. So you're saying black people are hoes? No, I ain't saying black. I'm saying the mentality associated with luxury 
with aspiration has to do with things that people can't afford. So how That's do we? So, so how, my question is, how do we get that kind of value for the thing? You just that, you got to make something compatible to that that gets the respect of that. It takes time to uh, get the integrity and the respect for a brand. Do you think people would wear Dapper Dan stuff if it wasn't attached to any designer label? Like if you just had the material? Absolutely, I think I so agree. too. Yeah. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. absolutely. And I wish I wish that I could go global because I, it's not sustainable for here. Now, let me ask you, with, with, with a lot of the stuff that you designed for Gucci and that you put out for Gucci, a lot of that stuff was more expensive than regular Gucci. When I seen a lot of that stuff, I almost felt like it was outpriced for our people. You go into a store and let's say a regular Gucci jacket is $2,500. Yours was 6000 And you did see a lot of Asians wearing it. And you did see a lot of people that wasn't us buying more of it, even though we loved it and we wanted to support. It was now, almost outpriced. Me, you don't need... Let me... I don't want to knock my own self, but listen to this, man. <laughs> mm -hmm. I want to sell to them people with all that money, man. You can have me. I take the train every day, the bus every day, stand on the corner every day. You got full access to me, man. Let's get this money. If I can bring all that money back, all mine going in Harlem. You want me to bring the price down so we can afford it and we don't get that money? What's the logical thing? I just want us to put value on our own. That's all. It's bigger than what we see, man. And if we, we got to encourage people of color to study our culture, study the trajectory, you know, because now this hip hop thing, man, I just saw all jazz, Afro-Cuban music, reggae music, I saw all these platforms. Each platform, we get an opportunity. If you don't get money off that platform, then cultural inertia takes place. Other people start dancing like us, start acting like us, and then that's it. We don't, we don't become influencers once they start doing what we're doing in their environment. You understand what I'm saying? No, we'll always be the influencers. They'll always copy us. You don't, you don't, you don't. They're always going to copy us. We're, you, all, we're always going to be the originators. Did you, you better go back. I want you to go online and, and look at the the Beatles documentary. At least I, I, I yeah, like. But all the Beatles did was steal from black artists. That's what I'm talking about. And they was more successful with it. We ain't get, well, that's a different conversation. You said no, that, you no. said that they're going to end up being the influencers. That's impossible. We're always going to be the influencers. Okay. They might make more money than us. That's what I'm talking okay, about. Okay. That's right. what I'm talking yeah. So, it, so because what, what good is it being influencer if you ain't, gonna, if you ain't getting nothing? If you ain't getting no money, you can't, I, I can't agree support with your that. community. Yeah. So, Gucci has done what it's supposed to do, and they have done some changes in their company to make sure we should never have a problem like the the turtleneck thing that they done before. No, no. Let me tell you something. Don't take Dapper Dan's word for it. Don't take nobody's word for it. Please go online, look at the changes they're making, and then if you're happy with the changes, let the world know you're happy. Do your own investigation. That's what I did. My, my reputation is on the line here. And I said they did hi they're hiring like a, a diversity and inclusion person too? Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, make sure you pick up this book. It's, it's a great, great read, read, man. And Amazing I just wanted read. to know, is the end goal to have Dapper Dan be a brand on its own? That's yes. the end goal? Yes, that's coming. That's on the way. Well, we'll keep supporting you, brother. And thank you for coming. Hey, drink some water, man. You're breathing hard as hell. <laughs> Y'all got me all f***ed up. They say, man, when you can look at the breakfast club, man, they serve you more than breakfast up in there, man. <laughs> Make sure your game is right, boy. You up, boy. At breakfast, you might be regretting. They might put you on the plate. That you might end up on the plate, boy. It's the breakfast club in the morning. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, are you ready for the ninth annual OVO Fest? No?
Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me give you the rundown on what's going on. Now, there's going to be a, a concerts on Sunday, August 4th and August 5th. And the first night, Sunday, August 4th, is going to feature some throwbacks for you. Uh, it's going to have B2K, Mario, Pretty Ricky, Lloyd, Ying Yang Twins, Chingy, and Bobby V all so on the, the stage. So and the then on Monday... Tour. Yeah, pretty much. Mm -hmm. And then on Monday, it's going to be just Drake. So you can imagine that he's going to have some very special guests in the building as well. I know you're looking at that lineup and you'd be like, man, why would he have this lineup? Do you know that women love that? Like, you got these girls that are in their 20s who grew up off all of those artists who get so excited over the Millennium Tour. The tour sold out. Yeah. Yeah, Millennium Tour sold out. But how are they going to do that? Is Amarion and what's the other one? Lil Fizz cool? Because isn't Amarion's baby mother, ex-wife, is dating Lil Fizz now? Ain't They've been on be? tour for the past six months, haven't they? But I think that just happened, ain't it? Yeah, know. she's openly dating him now. Maybe We don't know behind the scenes Tell if they've had girl. that discussion. I'm just saying, my, my, my man's, my best friend in my group ain't going to be knocking off my ex-wife, my baby mama. I'm glad you up on the latest B2K news. <laughs> Thank you for keeping us all informed, Envy. You know what? All right? I don't know That's how serious... you get paid the big bucks, huh? Now, Javis, I'm going to need you to pull up this audio of, of April Jones, because I don't know how serious their relationship is since Envy brought it up, because you're talking about April Jones, and she has two children with Omarion. Mm -hmm. She said this. What's going on with your racial? No. I've been single for three years. You're really a good friend of mine. People speculate that we've had sex. But we haven't. Not yet. That's her and Ryan Henry on Black Ink Chicago. Who's Ryan Henry? He's the owner in Black Ink Chicago. He's uh, been up here before on the oh, Breakfast Club oh, Tattoo Artist. What's up, Ryan? So she's not going to Ryan? No, she said not yet. I don't know. I'm confused, man. Go ahead, girl. You confuse Tell me. Tell me more. And she's been on Instagram Live. Just you confuse me. <laughs> telling a lot of business, but... All right, so that's going to be happening if you guys want to go to OVO Fest. There's also an OVO Summit that's going to be August 1st and 2nd, and OVO Bounce. That's July 29th to August 2nd. So if anybody wants to go, tickets do go on sale starting tomorrow. All right, the nation's first black billionaire. You know who that is? The nation's first black billionaire? BET founder Rob, Robert Johnson. Robert Johnson. Johnson, yes. Now, here's what he had to say about Democrats and about Donald Trump when he was questioned on CNBC. So African-American unemployment is at its lowest level, uh, Hispanic unemployment, women. So I, I give President Trump a lot of credit for moving the economy in a positive direction that's benefiting a, a, a large number of Americans. Uh, you got to give the president a, uh, an A-plus for that. What's the problem? Now, he also said he has no particular favorites among the current Democratic crop of presidential hopefuls. Well, now, the problem is, you know, Donald Trump has been pushing this whole, you know, black unemployment is at its lowest right now. So, just to echo what some other people have said, uh, Latasha Brown, who's a co-founder of Black Voters Matter, said, Bob Johnson is not working class. He does not reflect the issue, nor does he even seem like he has the ability to speak to the issues of the working class. For him to make a statement that the Trump tax break has been helpful for black people, where has he been? Under a rock. There's all kinds of reports that have come out that this tax benefit disproportionately benefited the wealthy and not the working class in and of itself. To make that statement says to me that he's simply out of touch. And even though black unemployment also still remains the highest in the nation among racial groups and almost twice that of the national rate overall. I'm confused because unemployment, they say, is at historic lows. Black unemployment is at 6%. 6%. The economy added... I think 224,000 jobs last month. The stock market is up. So it's a lot of people that are... are, are Trump's approval rating is actually at 44% because people like what he's doing with the economy. So I don't understand why they're mad at Bob Johnson for talking about factual things that are actually out there. And he also said that he thinks that the Democrats have just gone too far to the left. So Joe Biden so said that says, this weekend, too. He said everybody needs to just come back <laughs> yeah. to the center. Your hero, Joe Biden, your savior, was on CNN this weekend and said the exact same thing Who's verbatim. Hero? 
everybody that's listening, black people love Joe Biden. You can't speak for all black people and say, oh, oh, that God. is not true. Am I the only person that looks at the polls? Oh, I thought Kamala Harris was uh, catching up to Joe Biden. Joe Biden is still leading by a significant amount. And amongst black people? Yes. Oh, I thought, from what <laughs> yes. I've been reading, yes. it felt like he was taking a hit okay. as of late. All right, well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank mm-hmm. you, Miss Yee. Shout out Yes, sir. Who are you giving that donkey to? Let's talk farts for after the hour, baby. All right, you here for some flatulence? Okay. Anybody out there got a little ass gas? You got some? No, I don't, I don't fart in my clothes. Lose so booty over did, there? You never know. Okay. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey shit. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey today for Thursday, June 11th goes to a man in Missouri who is trying to hide from the police. You know, hiding from the police is a difficult task. Uh, I've never been good at it, but I've never been good at hide and seek, period. I've always been the run from police type more than the hide from the police type. Or I've been the, you got me. I surrender to the police type, okay? I remember the first drug bust I was ever involved in. They had a bunch of us in handcuffs on the on the ground, but one of my guys was in the closet, and when that canine came in and started sniffing around the house, he was good for about five minutes. And then all you heard was this, that's it. And that dog tore his ass up and dragged him out that closet. Now, that's usually how people get sniffed out by canines. But in Missouri, this suspect who, for whatever reason, they aren't releasing his name, he got sniffed out a different way by police. Let's go to KERO ABC 23 for the report, please. Police officers in Missouri were able to sniff out a suspect who was wanted for a warrant out of Clay County. This is too much. (laughs) Okay, the Clay County Sheriff's Office posted on Facebook saying, if you've got a felony warrant for your arrest, Uh the cops are looking for you and you have to pass gas so loud, it gives up your hiding spot. You're definitely having a poop emoji day. Mm-mm-mm. I have empathy for this man. Uh, the reason I have empathy for this man is because there's nothing worse than when you think a fart is going to be silent, but then all you hear is anal acoustics, all right? You know, the seconds of awkwardness after a loud booty cough happens are nerve-wracking. Have you ever been in a conversation with a group of people and think to yourself, I have to fart? In your mind, you think it's going to be a silence of the yams, but instead, you let out a butt cheek squeak, all right? Then at that moment, you don't know if you should acknowledge it or keep talking because in your mind, everyone was making so much noise that maybe, just maybe, they didn't hear it. Trust me, fam. We all heard it. (laughs) We just didn't say anything because we know that could be us in that situation. Well, not me because Mm -hmm. I don't fart in my clothes. Uh, Never have, never will. Uh, Now, if you're wondering why this guy even was hiding from the police, it was because he was wanted for a controlled substance, all right? Imagine being wanted for a controlled substance but not being able to control the substance that's primarily nitrogen that comes out of your ass, all right? Clay County Sheriff's Office wrote on Facebook, we've got to give props to Liberty PD for using their senses to sniff them out. Uh, Clay County Sheriff's Office also wrote on Facebook, if you've got a felony warrant for your arrest, the cops are looking for you, and if you pass gas so loud it gives up your hiding spot, you're definitely having a poop emoji day. Mm-hmm. Yes, they really use the poop emoji. Uh, I don't know why they are protecting this guy's identity. We, know, we need to know the man who got arrested. This is history. Okay, this is history, people. This should be in the Guinness Book of World Records because usually it's somebody snitching on your ass. This is the first time where your ass snitched on you. Please give young Flatwoods from a jury the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons, please. Oh, now you are the donkey mm. of the day.
right. So you don't. All right. Okay. All right. So you don't fart in your pants? He always says that. The facts show otherwise. You never fought in your pants? I don't fought in my clothes. You're lying, man. Don't tell me I'm a liar. Okay. You never fought in your pants? I don't fought in my clothes. Would you like to monitor my butt for 24 hours and see if I <laughs> no. fought in my clothes? I'll pass. Uh-huh. You want to stay close to my butt so for when, 24 hours? So when you got to pass gas, like like say right now you got to pass gas, right? You run to the bathroom and pull out in your pants? Yeah. Pretty much. And when you drive in your car and you got to pass gas in your I don't car. Fart. You think if I don't fart in my clothes, you think I'm going to fart in my car? So what do you do? You pull over? I don't, I maybe mean, I don't fart as much as you. Maybe I'm not as flatual with flat, whatever is yeah, you. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. Up next, ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call ye right now. Call it now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. Hello, who's this? My name is Bolari. Your name is Butt Larry. What's Bull your Larry? name? Oh my gosh, Bolari. Oh, Bolari. Okay. Bolari. Yeah. All right. All right, Butt Larry. What's, yeah. what's your question for you, Butt Larry? Uh, I'm seeing this woman that uh, her mouth is is it doesn't stink. Her breath doesn't stink, but it doesn't taste sweet. You know what I mean? No. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm confused. So when you guys are kissing, it tastes nasty. Uh, yes, yes. Okay, butt laughing. It doesn't, it doesn't stink, but it tastes nasty. I don't understand that. Exactly. Like, maybe she's brushing her teeth, but and she's not, not her brushing tongue. her tongue. Right. Exactly. You know, so I said, maybe I want to put Listerine inside her milk or something like that. I don't know. Oh, it tastes like uh, milk? No, no, I'm trying to figure out maybe I could put Listerine in places where she would have to, you know. You shouldn't put nothing in a woman's drink when she's not uh, aware of it, sir. (laughs) All right, well. To fight uh, gingivitis? It could, yeah, it could be gingivitis. It could be gross. Uh, You need to, does she go to the dentist? Have you spoken to her about that? Uh, We've only been seeing each other for maybe uh, three weeks now, so, you know. Oh, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty recent, it's pretty new. But it's been happening consistently. Yes, you know, and I even saw her brush her teeth because I wasn't sure, but I didn't see if she brushed her tongue. But, you know, at least I know she brushes her teeth. You should have a discussion about it. Be like, do you brush your tongue when you brush your teeth? We were having a conversation about that on The Breakfast Club. (laughs) Probably got cavities. Probably needs a root canal. No, he said a a, a breath don't that's a hard conversation. No, just you should bring it up. Like, I was talking to somebody about this, about brushing your tongue, because I brush my tongue. Do you brush your tongue? Mm. That's well, a good man, way to do it. Also, my... it could be her diet. Oh, okay. Because sometimes so... what you eat really comes through, like in your pores, when you taste somebody and their different orifices, you can taste what their diet is. So maybe you would recommend that, you know, give her some fruits and things like that, because that will make you taste better everywhere. You only been dating her for three weeks. The truth is, she could be eating another man's ass and then kissing you with that same mouth. You know, it does taste like some ass. Now that you mention it, oh my god, booty, Larry, oh god. but Larry. That's what I'm telling you. All right, you now. don't know. You don't really. Like you don't really ass. know this woman. You right. Well, he's still kissing her, so it doesn't matter. Oh my god, I would never kiss her again. Now, <laughs> not if I'm kissing, you know, man's ass. Stop it. Push it's through. It's possible. <laughs> it's quite possible. All right, but Larry. 
Bolari is what's wrong with your your woman's mouth. All right. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Ask ye. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit it now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Come on. Need relationship advice? Need personal advice? Just need real advice. Call up now for Ask Ye. Keep the bread. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now we're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning, guys. This is Shantae. Hey, Shantae. What's your question for Ye? So, Ye, well, good morning, everybody. Morning. Good morning. For Ye, this mm-hmm. is my thing. Okay. I had a, uh, a real serious relationship about five years ago, actually. We were together for about three years. Mm-hmm. We were about to get engaged. Well, we got engaged. We were going to get married. About seven months before the wedding, he decides to tell me that this isn't what he wanted. He's not ready for it. I, well, I'm a single mom with three kids. Mm-hmm. He's a dad of just one. Okay. So he came out of the blue and was like, you know, I'm not ready for this. Um, and, you know, he didn't want to take that step. It hurt me mm-hmm. completely. We broke up. We were separated for two years. Didn't speak to him whatsoever throughout the entire two years. Ironically, on the day that we broke up was the same date that he decided to hit me up in my DM and was like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I want to talk to you. We went out for breakfast. We talked, and he decided to tell me he was sorry and why he felt at that moment he wasn't ready Mm -hmm. to make that step. Okay. I told him, okay, I I get it. You know, I forgive you, and... You know, we let it go. Well, since then, that was November of last year, 2018. He, since then, has been, you know, he would ask me to go out. We might even have dinner. We'll chill, whatever. And he hasn't said anything about, I want to pick up where we left off. Mm -hmm. I want us to start over. None of that. But you keep trying to insert yourself into my life. Now, recently... I've tried to completely just break it off because, you know, I'm a female and I did love him. Mm -hmm. My feelings are involved. But he isn't getting the message that either you're going to be real about this or you're not going to be in my life at all. You know, I have, I mean, not to toot my own horn, but I have guys approaching me every single day. So, you know, you're kind of interfering with the emotions that right. I may have to give to somebody else. He's blocking what could be your potential life. blessing. Shantae, ha- right. do you want to be with him? Honestly, if he came to me and said, I do want to start this over and I want to be real, yes, I would love to be with him. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to be just some sometime chick for you and I'm not going to be an option for you. That's so don't be. And- Sh- Shantae, so don't be that. Because right now you're giving him the benefit of being able to hang out with you and not make any type of commitment and potentially hurt your feelings again. So directly, he has to, he has to be able to say, look, we're going to try this again or we're not going to try this again and then act accordingly. And I think... Do you think I would be too extra if I would... Because he'll text me from time to time and be like, hey, good morning, I'm thinking about you, blah, blah, blah. And I don't want to seem rude sometimes, but... I just want to be like, stop effing texting me. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop hitting me up. We're not going to, if you're not going to be real about this. But I'm trying to be nice and cordial. You don't have to try to be nice. He he broke your heart. You know, you got to protect, you got to protect yourself. I think it's important for you guys, for him to be direct. Yes, I'm trying to get back together with you. No, I'm not. And he needs to act accordingly. And then whatever, from what he says, if he says, no, that's not what he wants to do right now, then you don't have to deal with him at all. You don't owe him anything. 
Okay. Why are you putting hurting his feelings above your feelings? You know, that's a good question. That's a flaw that I have. I'm always thinking about other people before myself, and I'm just going to change that from this point on because I'm... I, I just try to be rational about things because people tell me I used to be so irrational and I don't, I'm not open-minded enough. So, you know, I mean, I was just trying to, I don't know, give him the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. in hopes that maybe he would come around and do do what I want him to do. But it's not happening that way. And I'm just like right. completely over Don't it, put so. yourself in that situation again. Absolutely. Well, but- I appreciate the, the heads up. Thank you so much for the advice. All right. I listen. Thank you, Shantae, and I hope everything works out for you. But he's either gotta get down or get out. Thanks. I bet. Thank you. <laughs> I bet. All right. Have a good one, Mama. Good luck. Ask Yee eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need relationship advice, you can hit Yee. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes, let's talk about Donald Glover and Beyonce. You know they're working on Lion King together. What was it like? Were the two of them in the studio? We'll find out what Donald Glover had to say about Beyonce. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the guys. The Rumor Report with Angela Angela Yee. It's the Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. Well, Donna Glover was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and when asked about whether or not he recorded with Beyonce for The Lion King, here's what he said. Are you in the same room with Beyonce when you guys are singing? No, I requested not to be. He did. (laughs) I did not want to be looking into Beyonce's eyes while doing this. So, But no, actually, I was... I was working on solo at the time, so I was in London, so I recorded at Abbey Road Studios. And, I see. And, yeah, and then they put you your, put your voices together. together. Yeah. It- solo was trash, so he definitely should have been in the studio with Beyonce. That would have been a much better experience than that solo movie. Mm. I would think, too, when you work as a on something like this, is it more beneficial when you guys are in the room together just to kind of catch the vibe? I would have much rather been in the room with Beyonce than on set of that whack-ass But I can movie. understand what he's saying. Singing and looking in Beyonce's eyes, you probably feel like, Still, you still want to catch the vibe. You want to be in the yeah. room with somebody. Yeah. Sure What's wrong with looking at Beyonce's eyes? He probably would have felt crazy, like, this is just too awkward. And Beyonce. Beyonce. Ain't thinking about you, child, this game. Not that, that way. thinking about it like that, <laughs> but just because she's such a great singer, it's just weird. She makes you step your game up. <laughs> All righty, so that's like saying if you're having a conversation with her, you're not going to look her in the eyes while you're talking to her? Like, you're not singing. Beyonce is known as a singer, like an amazing singer. And if, you know, you got to stare in her eyes and sing, and it probably would feel weird. Mm. All right, well, he also talks about Atlanta and when that show is coming back. Yeah. Are you working on Atlanta right now? Um, I think my contract says I have to say yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. So you are supposed to be working on Atlanta right now? Uh, I'm, I am working on Atlanta you are. right now. Yeah. <laughs> on is, the plane on to the, Australia, you'll no, be literally right. Storm. This is a script for Atlanta, <laughs> if anybody asks. <laughs> Definitely right. need another season of Atlanta. And don't get too sporty now, Donald. Atlanta is what puts you in the position you're in. Don't just start disregarding what got you here. And Chance the Rapper also makes a brief cameo in The Lion King in the remake. And he posted, here's a short story. I grew up my whole life obsessed with all things related to The Lion King, like all three films, the Broadway play, and especially the Broadway soundtrack. Needless to say, the original film was immensely impactful on my music and overall life. So when my big bro Donald got casted as Simba, he did the coolest thing ever and told the director to call me in as a consultant to keep the original flavor. So for about a year, I would go to the studio, see early animation scenes, music direction. And then he said, one day I'm there, John asked me to do some singing stuff. Another day he asked me to do some lines. It's all a blur, but I tell you, it's one of the best blurs of my whole life. 
Dope. That is amazing. Mm -hmm. All right, Michael Eric Dyson has announced he has his new book, Jay-Z, Made in America, coming out. It's going to detail Jay-Z's rise to a cultural icon. He said, I'm happy to announce my new book. It examines Jay's hustling past and present, his poetic genius, and his political engagement. Lots of fresh interpretations of Jay's thoughts and career. Drop on the clues, bounce for Michael Eric Dyson. I'm at the post that. Let me post that right now. You can pre-order that today, by the way. It's one of my favorite scholars, Michael Eric Dyson. All right, now let's talk about ASAP Rocky for a second. Of course, he's had to cancel his performances and everything he has coming up because we don't know how long he's going to be locked up in a jail in Sweden. They said he can be held for at least two weeks while prosecutors decide whether or not they're going to charge him. And we've been talking about the conditions that he's in. According to his people, he's in solitary confinement. It's not clean. The water's not clean. He's sleeping on a yoga mat. All he's had is an apple to eat. And now the boss, the Swedish uh, prison boss, has spoken out to defend what's going on. He said, I have no knowledge of any current diseases in the prison. He also says that all prisoners in Swedish remain prison where they stay while they wait for trial receive three meals a day and that a professional cleaning company immediately sanitizes and cleans an area following any food spillage or any accidents that result in blood. He said for the sake of the prisoners as well as for our staff for them to have decent working conditions. Now, he would not comment on ASAP Rocky specifically because he said he cannot talk about individual prisoners, but he said he could talk about the general conditions of the prison where he's being held. So we still don't have any idea of what's going to happen. They have the option to detain him for a further two weeks after another hearing if the investigation isn't completed during the time they requested initially. Yeah, I got a homeboy named Alex who got locked up in Sweden earlier this year for fighting. He said that the conditions in the jail are, are very bad. Like the first two or three days, I guess they try to, you know, starve you out and hope that you're just going to come out and confess say to whatever it is you did say yeah. you're guilty. Mm-hmm. But he said after that, they put you in much better uh, conditions. conditions. Yeah. All right, now Takashi Six Nine speaking of jail. I haven't heard from him in a long time. He's hired an, another lawyer now who represented Robert Kraft um, and Jay Z. So now he is uh, he's hired Alex Spiro. So I guess uh, maybe I don't know what kind of movement there's going to be from that. But Spiro's had some big wins in the courtroom. He represented Kraft in that prostitution case in Florida. And he also represented Jay Z in his effort to diversify a two white arbitration panel with this whole trademark dispute with the clothing company Iconics. And he also represented Charles Oakley after he was caught trying to cheat at a game of Ultimate Texas Hold'em at a Vegas casino and so on and so forth. Jeez. So you got to spend more money on another lawyer mm-hmm. after all that snitching you done did? What was the point of doing all that right? And that's what I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> if, if he did all that, shouldn't they be a, a deal in yeah, place? Yeah, you did all that ratting just after hire another lawyer? Well, Snoop posted, let that rat rot G-code. That ain't got nothing to do with that because I ain't on none of them codes. All I'm simply saying is, you did all that ratting only to have to hire another lawyer and spend more money? I what, guess What was so. the point of ratting? All right, and Little Kim, she was supposed to do some press appearances but canceled them. And happy birthday to Little Kim. Happy birthday to Little Kim. Drop on the clues, Bonds, Little Kim. Seven-year anniversary of Can I Get a Drop? All right, she canceled all her press appearances, she said, because of some messy reporters. One of the reasons it's not happening is because two of the major outlets wanted to be messy. Thursday was supposed to be a big press day for me. I was supposed to do Watch What Happens Live with Andy, the Today Show, the list goes on. But there were a, I want to say maybe two publications, and one of them being Watch What Happens Live Andy. I have a cool relationship with him, which I thought. I feel her. I'm grown. We cancers. Okay, if you make me feel uncomfortable in any way, shape, or form, I'm not coming. Or going. Okay, or staying. (laughs) 
She's like, I ain't got to do this. She, she ain't got to either. Because guess what? Little Kim is solidified. She's certified out here. Those two appearances not going to help her or hurt her in any way, shape, or form. What does that show start that she's on, the VH1 show? Um, like, I think it's that's next month. Something Cruise? R&B Cruise or something like that? R&B Cruise? I, that's what I thought it was called. I'm not sure what it's called. All right, hold on. Let I don't me know the pull it up. Today is Throwback Thursday, too. Seven years ago today on Little Kim's birthday, uh, almost got jumped in it's the street. It's called Girls Cruise? Girls Cruise. That's, that's what it's called. Can I get a drop moment? You got punched in the back and of the head. I was like, say something about little somebody again. That's oh, it's that's like. July 15th. July 15th. So that's a couple days, that's right? This, yeah. Another great birthday present for little Kim. Yeah, happy birthday, Drop little Kim. Drop on the clues bonds for little Kim, damn it. Let's get, game. let's get into a little Kim mini-mix. Thank you for the rumors, Yee. Hey. Let me know your favorite little Kim joint, 800-585-1051. Again, happy birthday to little Kim. Make sure you get in her comments and wish her a happy birthday. I'm going to say a little Kim bar. You finish it, all right? Okay, go. I used to be scared of the... You know, ick. Dead. Now you go. Ick. No, no, you go. No, no, you go. You go. No, you got to go now. You got to go. I set my bar. I set a bar. I no, said, you said a word. All right, so you go. What is that? I, I used to be scared of the. Uh, go. <laughs> no, I'm not messing with you. Now throw lips to the. Oh, it's no fun when you do it. <laughs> okay. Revolt, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> Everybody else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Let me know your favorite Kim joint. Let's go. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, last night, Charlemagne was out and about. Yeah, I was outside. Was I was out, outside. Was outside. outside. Uh, you know what? Imagine I was, um, that. He's like, I hate going outside. I mean, when I go outside, my outside is a little different, though. I was at a Brooklyn Bowl Ooh. with Senator Kamala Harris. <laughs> you went to Brooklyn? I was in Brooklyn Imagine Bowl with, with Senator Kamala Harris mm -hmm. uh, and Satchel Lee, Salute to Satchel Lee, Spike Lee's daughter. Mm -hmm. It was a great crowd out there. And then I was at uh, CNN. I did CNN Tonight with my man um, Don Lemon. Okay. Yeah. So you was on there last night. We're going to play a clip of it now. Why do you think this president and this administration gets away with so much stuff? Old, white, male entitlement. People say it all the time. If Barack Obama did a quarter of the things that Donald Trump would has done, he wouldn't even made it to be the nominee or anything. He'd have been out first round, whatever. Okay, so then what do you say to people who say, well, listen, this is about beating Trump, and I don't know, it's going to take someone who's like Trump to beat Trump. So if you want somebody that's like Trump to beat Trump, then you're essentially saying you really don't have a problem with Trump. You just may not like Trump because Trump doesn't represent your particular party, maybe? Would you really want somebody like Donald Trump as a Democrat, because if you do, if you if you if you say yes, then that means you really don't have a problem with Trump. You just have a problem with the fact that he's not representing your party. Yeah, it makes zero sense to say uh, you want somebody like Trump if you're in the Democratic Party. Like, oh, you need somebody like Trump to beat Trump. So essentially, you're saying you don't have a problem with Donald Trump. You're just mad Donald Trump's not representing your party. Mm. So, whatever. All right. Well. When we come back, we got the positive note. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a shout-out to Dapper Dan for joining us this morning. Salute to Dapper Dan. He was trending this morning. He was. Mm -hmm. People uh, people weren't uh, too happy with, with <laughs> They weren't too happy with uh, how with, Dapper with Dan is yeah. Man, when you read his moving. memoir and see what a rough life he's had. What I'm they got a, to do it now? I mean, I'm happy Dapper Dan is finally getting, like, some money. He's having a tough time. I think um, I think it's just simple questions that 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 can be answered, but for some reason they never can be. And when you ask a simple question like, "Why don't we? Why don't we? We as black people value you know our black designers and black brands the way we value the Gucci's, the Louis, and the Fendi's?" And when you when you when you can't answer that, I even answer how how we can start doing that. That's a little strange for some people. 
But for Dapper Dan, I think it's good that they at Gucci, they've implemented a whole plan to educate these up-and-coming designers. So hopefully they can, in the future, have their own huge brands. And these are for black designers. I'll be honest designers. with you. I don't give a damn about Gucci. I give a damn about Dapper Dan. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, if, I like what he was talking about when he said he's trying to start his own fashion house and his own brand and looking for a symbol from West Africa to put on the clothes. Like, that's what I want to see, you know? I just want to see Dapper Dan Prosper, man. You know, he, he lost a lot of money. They shut him down. He's making money again now. Hopefully, he can start his own line and create his own company and his That's kids can live on forever. Because you asked a good question. You said Dapper Dan never had his own clothing line. He never, no. Which is wild to me. Right. Because you got all the materials and you got everything right. else. Like, why wouldn't you try to start your own Right. He created, he created from MCM. He created from Gucci. He created mm-hmm. from Louis Vuitton. But I just never seen an own Dapper Dan line. I'm hoping he's getting the necessary education that he needs working in a, you know, a global company so that he can do his own thing. Yeah. That's what you got to do. You got to learn so you can take what you learn at a company and apply it to yourself. That's the other thing I was mad I didn't ask him. What's that? When he talks about clothing companies being global, it's like, yo, we see, you know, we've seen the Fat Farms and the Sean Johns and the Rockaways all over the world. You still see them now. People yeah. still wear FUBU and, and Fat Farm and exactly. Sean John and Rockaway overseas. Yeah, they may not be wearing their hair, but they're wearing a coup in China. Okay. <laughs> they are wearing a coup. So I'm just saying, I'm like, well, I'm like, what does he mean when he says global? I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm not in the fashion world, so I don't know. All right, well. I just want black people to value black stuff. That's it. Well, you got a positive note? Yes, the positive note is simply this. Uh, they always say time changes things, but you actually have to change them yourself. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?